Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my friend and co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading... The mouse, the bird, and the sausage... Once upon a time, a mouse, a bird, and a sausage took it into their heads to keep house together. And to be sure, they managed to live for a long time very comfortably and happily. And beside that, added a great deal to their store so as to become very rich. Adam's looking at me. Oh, so, so we're straight into the story here. We're banging. Yeah. There's no explanation of how a mouse, a bird, and a sausage are cohabiting. It's just, no. they just are. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, okay I thought I'd get some backstory on the sausage, but I'm excited. It was the bird's business to fly every day into the forest and bring wood. The mouse had to carry the water to make the fire and lay the cloth for dinner. But the sausage was cooked to the household. So we've gone through the- Sausage was cooked to the household. Feels a bit wrong, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) The sausage is doing the cooking. So basically, a mouse, bird and sausage all live together Mm -hmm. very happily. In fact, it's going so well that they've become rich out of it. They've become- How do you get rich out of living together? Well, because they have such a good division of labor. So the bird- Flies to the forest, mouse, carries the water, makes the fire, lays the cloth for the table, and the sausage is the cook. I think the mouse is doing most of the work, it sounds like. That's an interesting take. Wait, what's the mouse doing? Getting the wood? No, carry the water. No, the bird's getting the wood. That's the bird's bird's job. The mouse is carrying the water, making the fire, and laying the cloth for dinner. Yeah, that's three things, isn't it? Well, we'll see. That's an interesting take so far. And the sausage is doing the cooking. Fair enough. Yeah. This is sort of a crucial line. He who is too well off often begins to be lazy and to long for something fresh. Now it happened one day that the bird is out in the forest collecting the wood and he bumps into one of his bird friends and he started to boast greatly of his good plight. So he's saying, I've got a great little setup with my mouse and my sausage. But the other bird laughed at him (laughs) for a poor fool who worked hard whilst the two at home had an easy job of it. For when the mouse had made her fire and fetched the water, she went and lay down in her own little room till she was called to lay the cloth. And the sausage (laughs) just sits by the pot and has nothing to do but see that the food is well cooked. And when it's mealtime, he had only to butter, salt and get ready to eat, which he could do in a minute. He can do it in a minute. Oh, okay. So the bird, the bird's having a chat with his bird friend. He was yeah. bo- the, our bird was boasting, saying, "I've got a, such a good great house. setup." And the, the other, other one saying, like, "Mate, you're being made a fool of." So what's the other bird doing? What's his setup then? That's better than that. I think that he's just a bit jealous. The other bird. He wants he wants a sausage at home cooking for him. So the bird flew home. He lay his burden on the ground, his wood he'd collected. Uh, they all sat down to to table as a verb to table to table, <laughs> and after. They had had their meal. They all slept soundly until the next morning. Could life be any more glorious than this? Good question. Uh, is that rhetorical? Because it sounds pretty great. It's up to you. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I think the answer is no. <laughs> True. The next day, though, the bird, who'd been told what to do by his bird friend, he said, I'm not going into the forest. He had waited Ooh. on them enough and been made a fool of long enough. They should change about and take their turns at the work. And although the mouse and the sausage, they begged hard that things might go on as they were, mm. the bird carried the day, so he's got his way. Okay. So they cast lots, yep. and, uh, well, they have to change jobs. 
it fell upon the sausage to fetch the wood. Uh, I thought it, that might be the case. I thought that might be the case. Well, the mouse was to be the cook and the bird was to bring the water and... Set uh, the fire yeah, on the table. Exactly. Nice. What happened by thus taking people from their proper work? So now, that, that is a rhetorical question. That is a, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. it's going to be answered. You're expecting an answer. The sausage set out to the wood. The bird made uh, a fire. The mouse sat on the pot and only waited for the sausage to come home and bring the wood for the next day. So the bird and the mouse have done all their jobs, but the sausage was away for so long that they thought something's up here. Uh-oh, I'm worried about the sausage. The bird flew off to go find him. He hadn't gone far when he found a dog in the road. Oh no. Dog said he met with going. Uh, the dog had met with a poor little sausage and taking him for fair prey had laid hold of him and knocked him down and presumably eaten him. Knocked him down, he boxed him. He didn't like pick him up in his mouth. <laughs> he actually went, oi, oi, oi. make this a fair fight. Dog versus sausage. The bird made a charge against the dog of open robbery and murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was this in an open court of law? It's no, just, just in the street. Just in the street. This is <laughs> amazing. You, sir. What was the charge again? Open robbery and murder. <laughs> I don't know who he's robbing. <laughs> he robbed the sausage of himself. I, yeah, that's amazing. But words are of no use. For the dog said he'd found the sausage out of his proper work and under false colours. So he'd taken him for a spy and he'd lost his life. <laughs> so, I'm lost. What yeah. the... Sausage was mm. not in his true colours. Uh, he found him under false colours, I guess, you know, as in not in your proper place. Uh, so he'd taken him for a spy. <laughs> I don't understand. And lost his life. Wow, that's harsh. So the sausage is gone. Sausage is, is, yeah, he's no more. The little bird took up the wood very sorrowfully and went home and told what he'd seen and heard to the mouse. They were both very upset, but they decided to sort of make the best of what they have and keep going. Okay. So the little bird spread the table and the mouse went to go get the dinner ready. But when she went to dish it up, she fell into the pot and was drowned. What? When the bird came into the kitchen and wanted the dinner to be put upon the table, no cook was to be seen. So he threw the wood about here, there and everywhere and called and sought on all sides, but still could not find the cook. Meantime, the fire fell upon the wood and set it on fire. <gasps> The bird, so the, basically everything's on fire now. Yeah. The bird rushes off to go get some water. To put out the fire, presumably. Yeah, and he's got a bucket. But his bucket fell into the well, and he after it. And so ends the story of this clever family. Mind blown. Let me get this straight. Yeah, boy. Okay. Amazing story. Amazing. So, the sausage dies from being eaten by a dog. Yeah. Mouse falls into the pot and is drowned. And yes. the bird dies in the well. Mm-hmm. What's the message here? So ends That is a confusing Because the a last line sounds like a pointed line. And so ends the story of the clever family. Yeah. Like, too clever for their own good. Uh-huh. What? Well, yeah, that is a bit, that throws you off a bit. I think, well, can I tell you what I think? Uh, my, Please do. In, my instant take was, well, basically, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, mm-hmm. right? They're all in their proper place, and then they decide to change for no reason, even though everything's working perfectly. Yep. If you're just getting bored because you, you know, of, with what you have, you just go off and look for something new, but you shouldn't. 
if things are good, leave them as they are. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I took from this as well a little bit that it's quite old fashioned in that it's sort of like everyone has their own place. Well, this is it. I thought straight away, I read some gender politics into it. In my mind, if you're thinking of traditional gender politics, the bird is the breadwinner. He's the man Mm -hmm. going off to do the work. And he's talking to another bloke, (laughs) chatting about the wife back home. And he's saying, well, she's she's at home all day. She's loving it. She does a few chores and then she's sat around the house. But then it sort of falls apart with what does the sausage represent? (laughs) Exactly. I think the sausage represents a sausage. But actually, I thought when at the beginning you said that the mouse seems to be doing the most work, I thought that's maybe your sort of modern mind sympathising more with the sort of housework. Yeah. You know, giving greater store by that as work. Absolutely. Which is interesting. But it's also sort of saying, know your place, don't long for something better in a way. I suppose you're right. It's it's mostly about like family. It's like keeping the family. It's a story about the family unit working best in its the way that it's already delineated. Yeah. But why a sausage? But why? I know. Because, of course, we had Old Sultan last time. And yeah. And there's animals, you know, we see these animals alive. But a sausage as a cook, now that is And it's new. communicating, not only communicating with a, a mouse and a bird, yeah. but cohabiting quite happily. Yeah. Don't, yeah, for, I guess for fathers, don't complain about being the provider. He gets goes off, gets the wood, but then comes home and gets a meal cooked for him mm. by the sausage. Mm. <laughs> it's almost like the sausage... And the mouse together represent the woman. (laughs) (laughs) See, even subconsciously, they knew the woman's doing a lot of work. The sausage in this scenario is not the child. I just say that. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I don't think so, no. There's a proper little moral story, that one. Yeah. But not instantly, like, clear what the moral is. No, it's very ambiguous. Yeah. But also feels quite pointed, the way things are said throughout the story it, sound, it seems like constantly it's trying to make a point yes. even though it's not clear what it is I've got a beautiful picture. Uh, got, I, I'm excited. I've got an amazing picture. I want uh, to I'm really, really excited. Right. I think you're going to love this. I've not seen this. So, <laughs> what's going on there? What is that? I'm. A, I'm. i It's. Uh, it's. It's a. Uh, a sort of black and white line drawing, like something out of, like an old newspaper or something. I'm immediately drawn to the sausage. <laughs> yes, the sausage but, stands out. So, so there's, a little, there's a little bird just sat there. It looks quite angry, I've got to be honest. Then but there's also a mouse. just like a normal bird. Just a normal bird. I, t- I couldn't say what type of bird that is. Then about twice the size of the bird <laughs> is a mouse stood there holding a little tiny pail of water. With a little blouse on. Little blouse and little, like, <laughs> long johns. And then there's, an, then there's this enormous sausage <laughs> wearing an apron, bent double. <laughs> uh, is he wearing slippers the sausage is wearing <laughs> slippers he's got a little hat on <laughs> it's like a beret we'll pop this on the, you know, pop this on the twitter and um, maybe the website there we go that's the mouse bird and the sausage so Adam loved it
got a mark out of 10 to oh, give the okay. mouse bird and the sausage? It's, it's very question. difficult to give marks out of 10 because all these stories are very different from each other. But just your immediate impression, what did you... you wow. Know, are you satisfied? Well, my first thought was to think uh, what I rated the first two we did. But A, I can't quite remember what the score was. And B, I shouldn't come into... Uh, tricky one, isn't it? I think seven. I was thinking we shouldn't... Like, five isn't too bad. Five is a good story, right? So I was thinking sort of around that middle mark. Five. Yeah, because otherwise I feel like... They're so all going to be seven, gonna eight, be seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, though. That's True. just my thinking at the True. moment. But um, but it was great. It's a great little story. Fantastic. I might give it... I don't know what you're going to just... Well, I've already said seven. Maybe I'm going to downgrade it to a six. I think. You reckon a six? Yeah. It might sound harsh, but I'm going to give it a 5.5. I'm just worried that all the scores are going to be high. I'm giving it a 6. I'm going to give it a 6. Give it a 6. Change my mind. All right, so we, we are in agreement. We six are. across the board. Lovely. Great. Loved it. So, Adam... Uh, it's no secret that some of these stories are going to get a little bit dicey. The, yeah. Right? The Grimms don't pull their punches. They don't. Therefore, some of these stories are probably not going to be suitable for all listeners. That is probably fair. Fairy tales are, of course, aimed at children, but the Grimms weren't initially aiming them at children. <laughs> they ain't your average fairy tale. Uh-uh. The brothers themselves said, in the face of this sort of criticism, mm-hmm. that it should be up to parents to decide which tales are suitable for their children. Right, parental guidance. With that in mind, we're proud to unveil the Certified Grim rating system. If a story has excessive violence, dark overtones, overt racism, <laughs> adult themes, or extreme cruelty, we will, before we begin the story, make it clear that the story is Certified Grim. Only the bold, the brave and certainly the grown-up may proceed beyond that point. Yeah, it's a good idea to uh, yeah. signpost that at the beginning of the episode just so people are aware. And of course, if you have any questions about any of that or anything you'd like to tell us that we don't know about, we do have an email address. It's... Uh, <laughs> no, I've forgotten it. I've forgotten it. We do have an email address. It's grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. That's grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We also have Twitter, which is grimre- at grimreadingpod. We're on Facebook too, and we're on Instagram at grimreading. Grimreading. You should be able to find us just by searching for grimreading. I'm, uh, uh, I'm off to go hunt some wolves. <laughs> this fire is lovely. I'm going to pop another log on. And, sure. Uh, see you next time. See you later. See you later.